0: A second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked The Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 117. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. From the vast, misty hills, lakes, streams, forests, rivers, wildlife, and meadows a plenty for all. Tonight we talk about the most important things you've ever heard about in your entire life. But before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England, others know him as the Phantom of Fanta, some as the coffee-slurping slut, but his friends and family know him best as the man who ax-murders people in the state of New Hampshire and seduces his victims By hiding out in the bottom of hiking latrines. (laughs) Run, what's going
1: on? (laughs) 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 <laughs> She's peeing on my lips. Oh my god! That's oh, that's nasty. Did you hear about the dude that was doing that though? He was hanging out in the bottom of the outhouses and just looking up at. That's why I said it. Oh, it's nasty.
0: I found out about that because I hiked. I hiked and uh, I hiked, and uh, so how know. did you,
1: how did you get down in there?
0: I didn't get down there. Oh, okay. You did, Ron. That's your move. <laughs> yeah, your you're, I don't, sw- you're I don't think so. swimming through the poop and the pee <laughs> and just parting it, and then peering up. Imagine that. Could you imagine that? Like taking a dump or a piss and then looking down the bowl and seeing just like your
1: face. Like, what's going on? I'm going to kill you, bitch. <laughs> you got to be pretty brave to look down inside. I mean, I know everybody likes you to have check. have to. Everybody checks out their poop before yeah. they flush it for fit and finish and color. You have to make sure there's no blood.
0: It's not too black. And Which is a sign of blood. If it's longer than 20 inches. Ooh. Woo. You should probably change your life. <laughs> Make some life changes, baby.
1: Or, or when it sparrows around and it has a little, oh, like, a little hook on the top, it comes like out the, of the water, like the Dairy Queen ice cream maker. If it's touching the rim of the bowl, then <laughs> that's
0: that's yeah. a big boy right there. That's a big matzo ball hanging out there. That's a you know? double.
1: That's a double flusher right there.
0: Triple. You might need to cut it up. Well, like, that- go get a kitchen knife. Like one of the good knives from the, the thing, you know. One the of the steak knives. Cutting knives and just fucking.
1: <laughs> and then flush it. Well, what you got to do is you got to get a bucket of water to help force it down. Yeah, or you can just grab it like it's Remember a when I taught you that anaconda? trick, anaconda and you can just force it down with your hand. Remember back in the winter when you lost power? Yep. And you're like, run, run, help. How <laughs> am I going to flush my toilet? And I- Fix my shower. We have no water. And I told you, just fill up a bucket of water and flush the toilet that way. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It was freaking cold in that stretch. Yeah, it was bad. It sucked. That was the time your house froze up, didn't it? Yeah, you know, water pipe, well, one of them.
0: Yeah, usually it's never been that bad before when it freezes up. Usually we have, uh, you know, a little trickle so we can just leave it on and we catch it. Yeah. And then eventually it'll... You know, loosen everything up, warm it up, unfreeze it, blah, blah, blah. And then we have fucking water. This time it was no water for like 24 hours.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Morning till next morning. That global warming, though. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. That's the warmest winter we've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, to be fair, to be fair, I didn't get to fucking ice skate at all last winter. Because the pond wouldn't freeze. So maybe Greta Thunberg is right. Yeah, not even. Maybe close. she speaks the truth. When we should all be ashamed. Yeah, no, I'm all set with that. You know about global warming? I don't know. I mean the global warming it 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 the the globe warms, right? Naturally, historically, so we've been told. Maybe it's a bunch of horseshit. I don't fucking know, but
1: You Glober <laughs> Oh fuck.
0: <laughs> I mean there's also room for flat earthers and hollow earthers in the the stuff that I'm saying. You're all accepted here under Buckley's trust tree canopy.
1: But what I was trying to say is trust tree. <laughs> what, what 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 we're we're in, pol- the, tr- we're in the trust tree we're supposed pol- to be fucking...
0: <laughs> Pollution is fuck. That's act. Uh, that's something I think we should worry about more. Oh yeah. Than global fucking warming, like. Throwing your trash everywhere. Pick it up. Or everybody litters, right, once in a while. Oh, I don't. I mean I mean, come on. There's been a time where you've littered. You know you have. Everyone, if you haven't, you're lying.
1: You're a liar. I'm pretty good about that. I don't even never just look look uh, at all those cars. That have disappeared.
0: (laughs) Out there. That's litter. No. But I'm saying is like, yeah, obviously I don't try to litter not, like, going around throwing shit everywhere. But once in a while, I don't know. Something falls out of your pocket, doing something, trash gets places. But I think trash and pollution in the ocean and lakes and rivers and on the side of the road is a way more bigger problem. Landfills is a way more bigger problem than fucking the earth warming up from methane gas or from cows farting. Like, what? Yeah, no,
1: it's dumb. There's a hole in the ozone. Maybe there is. <clears> what? Are, what the fuck do I know? I don't think there's a. Do you know anything? I don't think there's a hole in the ozone anymore. No, there used to be down on the tip of South America. What does that even mean? Down there, you know what the hole in the ozone for was for? Was that so God? So could the put aliens his dick down in Antarctica? Fuck everybody, can, <laughs> the aliens in Antarctica on the ice wall. Oh yeah. Could fly in and out. They could get through cuz there's no atmosphere in the ozone. They'd fly right through it. Is it a hole in the ozone
0: or is oh, it a was hole it a in the
1: firmament? Was it a portal? That could be.
0: If it's a portal, I'm going in. Mm. I'm swine, swan swan swan. Swan diving straight in there.
1: Speaking of horseshit, did you see this latest thing? I know what's going around, <laughs> so I'm sure everybody's aware of it. So, you know the whole story Bill Gates is coming up with these uh, like GMO like mosquitoes, mosquitoes and shit? Yeah. And then he secures a patent for a malaria vaccine. Oh my god! And then two of the biggest conservative red states in the country, Florida and Texas, which he released a bunch of these in Florida. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did it during COVID, right? Now, now this malaria malaria is coming back. No. It's not good. I got I the got malaria.
0: I got the malaria, Johnny. Please help me. Take me to the nearest CDC vaccine center. I need to be fixed. Lord, just, save me. Just more. The Biden administration more. will save me and my sons and my well, children. Well, you know,
1: we got that Biden, Biden. What is it called? Biden Biden. Biden economics now? <laughs> the old
0: camel toe Harris <laughs> will save my soul with the yeah. vaccine. Yep. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's just a funny thing. that Just another coincidence that doesn't make any sense. Well, they he did that
0: before, right? Released the GMO mosquitoes. Or it was a thing going around. I don't know if it's true. But like kind of a little bit into COVID, remember?
1: Don't because of my old timers.
0: Oh, God damn it. I forgot. I keep forgetting you're like almost 80. Well, anyway, um, I wanted to give a shout out. I've never met the man. You have a couple times via the interwebs to Sam Tripoli, oh, the guy who does the big podcast that everyone knows, Tinfoil Hat. Um, I'm I'm more than sure a lot of our listeners probably listen to this podcast, so you might have already heard the episode. But he had a guy, he had a guy on from New Hampshire, who was part is part of the Free State Movement.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: which is essentially like uh, New Hampshire trying to secede from. The U.S., but, you know, New Hampshire's been kind of trying to do that for a while. Was that a
1: recent episode?
0: I think it's their latest episode, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, he had that, uh, is he in New Hampshire, though?
0: The, um, I forget his fucking name, but the guy he was talking to was, yes.
1: No, I'm gonna look it up, because I I know, uh, Mark's had him on a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, he was, he's from New Hampshire, and then he had another guy kind of sit in for a couple minutes. I'm terrible with names and those details. But he came in and uh, talked a little bit about the movement as well. He was originally from New York, but New York City, but moved to New Hampshire to basically because he fucking hated New York and it was turning shitty. And he vibed with New Hampshire's uh, a lot of the laws, regulations, gun laws, all that shit. Um, I just want to you know give a shout out for putting New Hampshire on the map a little bit, you know.
1: I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's Etienne De La Bote. I don't know. No, he's talked to Andy. He's talked to Mark. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. He is in New Hampshire.
0: And uh, so Sam also is thinking about moving to New Hampshire. So uh, you probably. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) He said it on the podcast. He might. I doubt that. I doubt it, too. But if you want to, you know, you can come hang out with us at the Wicked Planet in this garage. You can watch Ron smoke cigarettes and watch me drink beer. You can talk about some weird stuff, maybe, you know, throw the pig skin around and go on a, go on a comedy tour together. So Sam Tripoli, if you're listening, which you're probably not come to New Hampshire. You might have to start drinking again. I know you don't drink, because that's like kind of what the only thing we do here. Well you
1: have to by law here. But yeah,
0: it is a it is a New Hampshire. It's the same State as paying law. taxes here. Yeah, it's basically if you pay taxes. You essentially have to drink because, you know, you can't do anything in New Hampshire without at least having six beers. <laughs> well, three anyway. Well, three to get you going. Three gets you out the door. The other three gets you engaged in whatever you're doing.
1: So when you have the, a job, say you're doing a job at your house, like you're going to fix your right. deck or something. You don't say how many hours. She's like, OK, that's that's a seven beer job. But say you got to do some charity work. It's like, all right. I probably shouldn't have
0: seven beers, but, you know, like three or four. And you go and do some charity work at the local soup kitchen. Maybe you, you know, help some disabled children uh, learn how to play ultimate frisbee. Whatever it is. But, you know, so that's the only stipulation or, you know, I guess lookout kind of thing that I'm going to say, Sam Tripoli. You want to move to New Hampshire? You better start getting your drinking pants on, boy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was a good episode. Everyone should go check it out. I think it's their latest episode. Really cool. Um,
1: that guy has a lot of good ideas. Uh, he knows a lot about government, like for sure. I've listened to other shows he's been on. I want to say he's been on all the big shows. I was on. Uh, I think he's been on Tinfoil before. He's been on Higher Side Chats. I know he's been on with Mark. I'm pretty sure Andy Deepshares had him on too. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and that whole thing uh, is—they have that thing coming up uh, every summer in New Hampshire. It's called Pork Fest. Porch? No, pork. Porch. Pork fest. Pork fest.
0: I'm going to say porch.
1: It was supposed to be Porcupine Fest.
0: It's in Keene, right?
1: No. (laughs) Where is it? Uh, It's usually in Lancaster. Is it
0: pork? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pork. Right. You might have gotten me again on yeah. this one, Ron.
1: So, uh, and what that is, that's basically a big freedom thing uh, that they do. The free staters do. Uh, there's a lot of people that aren't over happy about the free staters being around. See, it is pork fest. The Damn por- it, the porcupine freedom festival.
0: <laughs> I mean, saying. I don't. What, what do you think about that? We live in New Hampshire,
1: right? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know that much about the free stater movement. Well, they're basically... Well, it's I, libertarian. It's all libertarian or whatever. Well, it's, it's
0: essentially... It's like they they advocate for, like, no government. Yeah. Like, and no, they, no, no ruling class of the state. Also, succession from the U.S., but also there would still be law, like, rules that you would have to follow. But a lot of, like, say... Rule abiding would be reinforced through, like, private companies, I guess, type of thing. So it's like you could hire private or you'd pay, like, a monthly fee of so much money. And then, like, say something was going on, a crime, then you would call the, the, instead of calling the police, you'd uh, call
1: a private company, which I don't know. Well, it's a lot of things in New Hampshire, as far as crime goes, when a crime is being committed... And a person from New Hampshire settles it themselves. You don't call the police. You call the ambulance first. Yeah, because
0: you've already killed them with your gun. You've already sh- blasted them.
1: Well, if you're going to kill me, you better send <laughs> send an ambulance, or, or better yet, send a hearse. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's
0: a cool idea. It so definitely it, leads uh, topics of discussion. Obviously, we're in New Hampshire. <laughs> I was just bringing it up because it was cool to get a shout-out or just you know hear someone from New Hampshire speak on a show. Um, way cooler than listening to Ron's episode because that was just terrible that he did on tinfoil hats um, about the Casarian ep- em- em- uh, mafia. It was a
1: very popular show.
0: Uh, it was just terrible. What episode number was it?
1: I don't remember.
0: Well, he doesn't remember because of the Alzheimer's. But I don't know how I feel about the whole New Hampshire seceding as a, a state from.
1: No, it's never going to happen. They picked, I mean there was that, a that's reason going on though, right? They've been they, trying to do that. They picked New Hampshire for a reason though. Who does? Uh the Free State Project. They picked New Hampshire for a reason. Why would you care to enlighten us? I, I'm not absolutely like I'm not that familiar with them. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drop a link to the FreeStateProject.org website in the show notes, and if anybody's interested, go go scope it out. Maybe we can uh, work on getting a guy on the show because I wouldn't mind having a chat with him about it. And it was another Free Stater actually that we know. I'm trying to remember who it is. Mm. Yeah, that we want to uh, get on that, but that Pork Fest is like this big festival that they have. Freedom, and uh, I guess it's pretty cool. A lot of uh, well-known uh, comics go to it and do shows. Oh, really? Woo! I'll do some stand-up. It Happened to be the same weekend I had a big four-wheeling trip planned, so you should have been like, "Well, I'm not going to go, but I'll send this other guy." I know. I
0: think Mark went. Enter me.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> or I'll, Mark, I'll, I'll drop. Um,
1: I'll drop a. I'll drop a link in the. Uh,
0: Notes I mean, I know, like, I, I I always talk about uh trying to, you know, step outside the current systems, establishments, politician, uh, political constructs, whatever it is. This might be an answer. It might not. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it because it's kind of like what so what you become your own country type of thing, and then like, no idea. Well, hey, what if the what if they just send enough shit to the military? what if they just cut off all your resources for goods and services and trading and all that? Um, it kind of isolates you. And then, I, you know, so I don't really know. It's a good idea. I like the idea of like less governing bodies or no governing bodies, I guess. But also the flip side of that is too, it's like the anarchy side where, well, if no one's ruling, who's ruling and then what's keeping everybody to abide by any sort of civilized rules, I'm not
1: going to get into it too much. Go listen to that episode on tinfoil hats. Well, let me read what their mission is on their website. All right. The free state project is a mass migration of more than 20,000 people who have pledged to move to New Hampshire for Liberty by concentrating our numbers in a single state. We are maximizing our impact as activists, entrepreneurs, community builders, and thought leaders. Free staters are neighborly productive folks from all walks of life, all ages, creeds, colors, we're on a mission to prove that more liberty leads to more prosperity for everyone and i can agree with that those in new hampshire are reaping the movement's benefits both in our freedoms and our quality of life but our ultimate goal is to set an example for the rest of the world it's interesting yeah i guess maybe we can uh, we can look into it and revisit it on a future episode yeah
0: maybe you can talk to him
1: especially cuz we have july 4th coming up and we have the freedom
0: the freedom The mega wicked freedom episode coming up, baby.
1: Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it.
0: We're going to free our
1: willies. Free Willie. All right. So anyways, yeah, a lot of a lot of, you know, New Hampshire is such a political state. Just yesterday, both Trump and DeSantis were here. And Buckley, you have a Trump story. Ah, Oh, I was so close to seeing him. I was so close. Was you guys working down there?
0: We were working right next to the Marriott. First of all, I didn't know he was even gonna be there. Uh, so, no, the news kept it quiet. So when I showed up, there was like literally mm-hmm. state troopers with like uh, the the fencing up, and then also uh, military people. Which I was like, "What the fuck?" Because you never you never see people in military uniform. I'm talking like decked out, like they're going to the Middle East, like camo, uh, Kevlar, helmets full ARs or whatever they use um, deck to the nines. And then they had, uh, there was some people that were hanging around and then they had secret service and all that out there. And I was like, Oh shoot, what's going on? They're like, well, Trump's over there. I was like, Oh really? Well Shit. I'm, I'm going to go weed over there. Cause there's some weeds over there. And I was kind of weeding these beds and just like, and then I heard people start to like go Woo, after a while, and so I like ran over, but I just missed him. I didn't get to see him.
1: Was he was he leaving? He, he was, was leaving. leaving yeah. He was
0: leaving. Apparently, he stopped and waved. I didn't get to see it. Uh, I was like real close, real close. And then it was funny. There was one guy in the crowd who was like, "Go home! You're a criminal." Of course, ah, go home. And then it was kind of funny. He was wearing slippers and like a. A real ratty. Did t-shirt. he get his ass kicked? No, I mean, it, they're like, what? They're gonna kick his ass for yelling at Trump. Well,
1: what no, some of the other spectators would. No, they're all like yeah. old weird people. I don't fucking know. So he was in town, and DeSantis was in town. But Besant? DeSantis, I don't think, was in Concord. Trump was actually in Concord, which is like ten minutes from here. I know. I almost saw his fucking hair and his orange face. <laughs> But anyways, New Hampshire is a huge political state, so it would make sense that the free staters moved here, not that anything's going to happen. I don't know. It's interesting, though. I mean, it's I interesting. Say that. But uh, say that. But what else is new, Ron? Well, it would be nice if the if it stopped raining. Fuck, it has been raining. When I looked, A lot. When, I mean, we've been talking about the weather quite a bit. We always used to, but I looked at my app, right, because we were trying to figure out when we're going to have July 4th cookout. Never. Every single day shows thunder showers. Like have, have it in the middle of winter. All of last week, half of the week before, all this week, and they saying all next week. Mm. I mean, this afternoon, remember, I text you to see if you're going to get out early. It freaking poured here in thunderstorm for a good 45 minutes. This yeah, afternoon.
0: it was dumping. And uh, we actually had to finish our last account in, like, the dumping rain, which kind of sucked. Oh, that does <laughs> suck. Because <laughs> I had started it cuz and I got about like half of it done and then it started just pouring and I was like shit. So I got in the truck and then he's like can you guys just finish it and then go home? And I was like we're like fuck, I guess. We'll
1: so they it. want you to mow in
0: weed whack in the pouring rain. Just to finish just that one. It wasn't a lot. It was like maybe
1: 20. Yeah, but that 20. does that's nasty. That's almost the same as not doing it.
0: I almost drove uh I almost drove I lost control of the mower cuz I was doing this hill and uh when it's really wet the mowers don't always have a lot of traction. Some be- are better than others, but I just started going down this hill. Couldn't stop. Couldn't really steer. Oh no! I could only steer one direction and just fucking went into the driveway. But so you drifted. I, I it was a it was a it was a good incline. I steered away from a mailbox. I thought that would be a good idea.
1: Oh man!
0: But now it's a little like uh, when it's pouring rain and there's thunder and lightning right above you, and you're holding like a weed whacker.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't be out there. You don't there. really, uh, it's you should, not really, uh, shouldn't kinda, be out there. You're kind of like, ah, maybe I should just <clears throat> go home. That's fucking crazy. Like, your boss should be thinking of your
0: safety. Nah. Landscapers don't think about safety. <laughs> well, that's true. They just think about money and Well, he knows he can 24-7. replace you with
1: somebody that's coming over the border for half the money. It's probably true. Or Jamaican. Yeah, they are like Bingy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he probably will replace me because he'll probably just be like, Well, why do I have this kid working when I can just hire like a uh, Honduran for like seven fifty an hour? That's before taxes. Yes. Yeah. So guys working for like three bucks. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just joking. But what we're saying, oh the weather shit. Per usual. Trump was cool. Not really. I didn't get to see him. I did look into this cool thing. It actually was a complete tangent. Because we had something we were supposed to look into. I did, but I also went on this other tangent. Have you ever seen uh, Face Changing?
1: Face Changing. Yeah.
0: So it's like uh, ancient. uh, It is uh, ancient uh, Chinese tradition. But it's fucking insane. It's essentially really, really, really old ancient Chinese specialized entertainment culture. It's essentially magic, but at a very, very high level. It's performance art as well. And it's a very centralized and specific amount, not specific, but very small amount of people that know how to do this. Like out of the whole population of China, it is in China, right? There's like, it's like 200 people really are trying to learn how to do this. And there's only like a couple that are really good at it. It's a very secretive magic art form. Says it's Um,
1: a face changing or Bane Lane in Chinese, probably not pronouncing that right, is an important subgenre of Chinese Sichuan opera. Yes. So
0: essentially, it's like there's a performer gets up on stage, there's music. They're dressed to the nines in like ancient, like headdress, almost like Native American, but think (laughs) Chinese, uh, like a flowing Cape gown, like almost like shoulders that have like some decorative armor plates, uh, very flamboyant, very colorful, lots of floral, uh, vibrant colors. Just think about that. And then they're dancing on stage in front of a crowd and they do like a little, maybe like a little head flick where they turn to the side and their mask changes completely. And then they dance a little bit and then they do like – they'll like quickly snap their cape in front of their face and their mask changes again. And it's so that's essentially what it is. It's a repetition of uh, mask – these face changing or changing of masks. But they do it like a crazy amount of times in like three minutes, like 60. They they will change masks like 60 times in like a couple of minutes. And it's very hard to tell – how they're doing it? So they had people, they had people come in with cameras and film at multiple different angles, and would just film them. And then after they would watch it, and they would slow it down as much as they could, and then they would try to see how they're doing it, but they cannot figure out how they're doing it, and <laughs> it, it's just. It's really cool. Go check it out online. I'm sure we could post a link of like a performance in the show notes. But also, um, I think I thought it was really cool how it's this like very guarded tradition where they. It's very the secret of how they do it is very oh, well. Yeah, yeah, it's very well kept. Like unless you're in, it's unless you're in the club, you're not going to know how it goes down. But some other people have also speculated that well. The art of face changing actually is the type of magic where they delve and deal with demonic spirits and they tap into that realm of shit Um, because it's been speculated or thought of or theorized that other magicians in like other cultures that do really crazy magic tricks that no one can figure out are also dealing with like demonic spirits or things from the spirit realm that help them out. So it's kind of being theorized that the face changing community is a upper echelon of magic where it's not just like a, a mirage or a trick of the sleight of hand where they're actually involving spirits, otherworldly spirits, demonic spirits, possibly that helps them put on the act that enters them. Like, you know, like we hear when we hear a lot of the celebrity singers or, or pop pop artists, right? and they're they're known or speculated that lots of times when they perform they're summoning a demon and enters their body and then they they oh. perform way better or they can sing or they they start dancing really well similar to that like people think that the face changers summon a spiritual entity; it enters them, and then they're able to perform this magic. It's really fucking cool. You watch it, Ron? You just watch a little clip of it? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, and no one can
1: figure out how they do it. So, so it says, uh, just quickly here, quick description. Uh, face changing is an ancient Chinese dramatic art that is part of the Sichuan opera in Chinese cultural heritage. It involves performers wearing brightly colored masks that depict different characters and emotions and changing them almost instantaneously with various gestures, which I just saw the video. Well, I'll put that YouTube video in the notes, but here's, what's interesting. It is a level two national secret and has a history of over 300 years. It says it was originally used for supernatural roles in the Ming dynasty. Yeah. I just watched that video. That's insane. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I don't know. I just stumbled across that. I
0: kind of went on a down a hole, and got sucked in because it's a little like uh, it's kind of uh, hypnotic in the way that they do it, and it's also like they're they're just doing well. One, the masks are really cool. Some of them are kind of scary. Was it um, to combat demons or to fight off demons? The face changing? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it, from what I saw was that it was just speculated that demons help them.
1: Oh, perform. help them yeah, do it.
0: help them perform the, the mass changing because no one can figure out how it's done. Like, they took cameras, they different angles, filmed it, slowed it down, reviewed it, couldn't figure it out, like how they do it. Um, but it, it is hypnotic. It's like they're not really doing much besides the face change, the mass change, which no one can figure out. They're really cool, like kind of artistic, sort of look like more... Uh, Detailed, vibrant, maybe Venetian style masks, but just more full. And it captures you. It draws you in because you're just like waiting for the next change. What's it going to look like? Are you going to be able to see how he does it? Is he, are you not going to be able to see how he does it? Like, <laughs>
1: do you know what I mean? Wow.
0: But it's really cool.
1: Yeah, uh, that is cool. Check and, it out. And I thought I read something here just a few minutes ago that said that somebody had leaked some of the secrets of how they do it. Boy, I guess he got into some trouble. Probably got
0: killed. I wouldn't doubt it. Probably got hanged.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, you got to admit though, when you see, and there has been a lot of posts on Instagram about this. When a lot of these singers, uh, even Taylor Swift, is being accused of this. <laughs> how they they perform some type of magic during during their shows, rituals, rituals, and then di- and then the the, the symbolism. Two. Who was the dude that came out of the big mouth and that was supposed to symbolize something? It was last summer and it was some something happened. Some people died at the concert. Anyways, I, I. Oh, wasn't the rapper. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not. I don't even remember who it was, but but I remember. The Sean story. Scott I remembered the story. I think. Is that who it was? I yeah, think something like anyway.
0: that. All right, some so, some Takashi six nine little yams, yeah, know face tattooed, something stupid. SoundCloud
1: uh, rapper. Yeah, it, can you explain that to me? Because explain what you you when we had Kelsey on, you said, "Oh, are you a SoundCloud rapper? What is that? <laughs> SoundCloud rappers? Never heard of that."
0: It's just like kind of. It's like <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. It's more of like you have to see it. But like think of like uh, you know Takashi six nine is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like flamboyant hair and face tattoos and all this kind of like that, but like at a lower level because they never made it or they never got famous. Do you, you know just had mean?
1: subscribe to my SoundCloud?
0: Yeah. It's basically like that. So they're like trying to be a rapper. They probably went a little too hard in and got some face tattoos, but they never actually made it big or became famous or, and nobody really liked their music. And But now they're stuck with the image of. You know, yeah. SoundCloud rapper, face tattoos, dressing like a G, and probably some weird grills or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. And but. your mom's just like, you need to get a job. <laughs> Quit this rapping. Get back down
1: to the fries. get Serve them fries, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, so did, was there any other tangents you went off on?
0: Uh, I'm sure I'll think of some. I did look into some other shit that we we're going to talk about.
1: Well, there was, uh, I don't know. What else, what else is going on? I guess they found, found the submarine debris from the submarine, Yeah, which that story's getting killed so fast right now.
0: Well, that's another thing I was, I heard, uh, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I heard I, I was, someone sent me a video about how like this is the whole submarine thing disappearing is essentially well one first they knew it was gone. Um, but they let it hang out there as a distraction essentially because there was like shit going on with Hunter Biden and oh, the yeah. Biden's like new evidence coming from the laptop and among other things but also Well, he was in
1: the process of getting his sweet deal with the prosecution.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But also so they're basically were saying that it was to regulate any sort of uh voyages to see the Titanic.
1: I don't think they want people going down there and looking at it. I said that before.
0: Right. And that's like a whole thing that like, they don't want people going down there to figure out that basically the Titanic was blown up, that there was uh, explosions because there was a a thing, some letter or formal statement from people on the Titanic that were essentially survivors that were essentially saying they heard and saw explosions. Right. Well, that's what I heard anyway. So it's like, this was kind of a way to regulate or you can only go down there if you have a permit like to Antarctica. Right. Right. So you can only get, you can only obtain a permit to go see the Titanic, but like who's going to get a fucking permit. Do you know what I mean? Right. No regular. Oh yeah. It might take
1: 10 years to get approved for that.
0: Right. So it's just like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, there's It's speculation that it's essentially this whole thing. Well, one, was a distraction from Hunter Biden shit and other shit going on. And two, that it's so they can tighten up regulations on anyone going down to the Titanic so they can't fucking see uh, how that it was actually exploded. <laughs> like, nine, like the Twin Towers.
1: Yeah, well, then you got this. Uh, the other story that's running around right now is, have you noticed how many billionaires that have died in the last, you know, a couple of months and uh it's legit pretty pretty sketchy a lot of billionaires are dying of course now they're saying it has something to do with the the fed now rollout that's going to be happening at, what in the next week or so uh, you you see the, the you know where the federal reserve is going to have their own digital currency oh, yeah. did, did you see all the uh theories going around that oh it's going to happen this weekend. You're not going to be able to get your money out of the bank. They're going to be doing a big bail-in this weekend because it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. And then they're going to roll out the the Fed coin. And then all these companies that say, oh, no, crypto, cryptos, you got to stay away from crypto, crypto's bad. And all of a sudden, BlackRock's doing this great big investment in Bitcoin and they're going to be releasing a Bitcoin ETF. And it's like, oh, my God. Can we just fucking wait? Just, Just see what happens. There's so much bullshit out there. So many, so many theories going around in the last week or so. Oh, we're coming up on to 10 days of darkness. Oh, the banks are going to do a bail in. Oh, the, everything's going to crash this weekend. Dude, you know what's going to happen this weekend? Nothing. People are going <laughs> to clean the stores out of all their hot dog rolls, all their hamburger rolls, all their potato chips, all their, the only beer that's going to be left in the cooler is Bud Light. <clears throat> <laughs> All the other beer is going to be fucking sold out. All the Coca-Cola and Pepsi is going to be sold out. And people are going to be having a good time this weekend. They're going to be hanging out, having barbecues, hanging out in the pool. Maybe if it's not fucking raining. And then then Monday, most people have Monday off. Tuesday's the 4th. And you know what's going to happen? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing's going to fucking happen.
0: You're going to get drunk and eat fucking hot dogs. Eat well, a bunch of wieners,
1: Ron. I'm not going to get drunk, but I probably no? will. No. No, I don't get drunk anymore. I'm just not into it. Well, once in a while you do. Yeah, Maybe once a year, like if that. I know. You put back yeah. the tequila, Ron. Well, I've got enough to hold me over.
0: <laughs> in case of the uh, apocalyptic Yeah, I, I call it my,
1: my, apoc- my apocalypse stash. Uh, other crazy thing that's running around breaking news. Russian airplane headed to Washington, D.C. And they're saying that this is why all the flights were canceled. What was it yesterday? Putuana on that plane, you think? Yeah, it says, I heard today on the news that flights have been canceled until July 2nd. Well, I'm pretty sure the flights are still running. There's so many people spreading so much fucking bullshit on here. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what the social media is. It yeah, but it just gets you to talk about fric- all the same shit. It's freaking annoying. No matter what it is, it's definitely annoying. That's why I've been trying to keep away from social media because I think it's driving me crazy, crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what it happens,
0: especially if you're looking into weird shit like we look into. It's just like sometimes you get, a, you hit a breaking
1: point and you're just like, Fuck! All this shit. Well, you know what it's almost like is that we spend so much time researching, so much time putting ideas together to make interesting shows. Right. And then you see everything that's going on. And then you've got maybe, you know, 10, 15 hours invested, which out of a week when you're working a full-time job and raising a family is is, a lot of time. It's a lot. And then you're like, we, we put this information out and it's like, does anybody, does anybody really care? Do they? Is anybody listening?
0: Can you hear me out there? And then so you're like, why don't I just go home and watch Netflix? Yeah. And shove Doritos and Cheetos down my throat and drink Bud Light and rock boners with other dudes and just get a bunch of baby oil and lube each other up. And then, no,
1: oh, I was waiting for you to finish. Oh, the
0: list was getting good. I was just <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. It's like,
1: you it's just like, why do we waste our time?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like a waste of time to me, but it's also, on the flip side, it's like... I'll tell you what. Lately? Lately? Yeah, well, it's just like you you try to present other ideas and, like, put stuff out there so people can kind of combat certain things. And then if you pay att- too much attention to, like, the interwebs or what's going on in the mainstream narrative, it doesn't seem like a lot is changing. But it may or may not be. I think it is. I think there is some change happening significantly, do you, but do you minutely. Think we're getting right now, there? do you think we're getting there? I definitely think there Well, there's just like more stuff coming out, and I know. I don't know. I mean, maybe not because it's like at one point it's like, well, yeah, everything's fucking controlled, and so it's like, well, everything you see is basically some sort of control, right? which is very daunting, very, I guess, people call it black pill or whatever. So it's kind of like, well, all hope is lost. But, I mean, I just think people's mindsets are different because they're really starting to question, like, uh, politicians, uh, education systems, uh, you know, financial system, where our food's coming from, like, why are we going to war? Why is money going to Ukraine? Um,
1: But then again, it's so hard to break out of that, too. Well, you know, a lot of people, of course, we're in an echo chamber. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. but It's hard not to be. What really gets me is when you know, when you do your research on certain stories and you follow all the theories and then you sit down, like, remember we were talking when we first get home, we just want to like veg out for like an hour. Yeah. So what I do is I just like turn the news on, you know, mostly to get the weather because I'm a weather geek for whatever reason. And then you'll hear them come up with their narratives and, and you're just like, oh my God. And to think I used to believe you. Right. So, so, right. So, so then that makes you think like, okay, so that's horseshit. So what else is horseshit? So I'm just wasting my time here. And then here we are trying to put information out for people to latch onto and do a little research to find out that what they're watching on TV is a bunch of bullshit. And, and then you, then you think to yourself, now I've been having this feeling pretty strong lately. Like just everything we do, it's, it's not. It's not holding. No, nobody's paying attention. You're like, you want to shake people it's like, and say, fucking pay attention. Listen to what I'm telling you. But no, you don't want to listen to me, right? So now it wow. becomes a waste of time. But but <laughs> when you start seeing little things like, okay, so now you know hunters gets this deal and everybody thinks that's a done deal. It's not. It has to go in front of a judge. It has to be approved by a judge. Then we're going to see how controlled the judges are if the judge goes along with it because that is bullshit, right? And then you have that, and then you have politicians coming on Twitter every day. We've, uh, you know, we've got the articles of impeachment all ready to go. Adam Schiff has been cens- censured, which basically means, you know, oh, you've been a bad boy. Doesn't really do anything, uh, and all these things. But then you start seeing how frustrated Jean Pierre is when she's doing her uh, her press conferences. Now you start seeing the mainstream media reporters kind of ganging up on her and she won't answer the questions and you can see the frustration in her face, right? And then, we under, then, then I understand that she's gone. She took off. I don't know where she is. Jamach. You know what I found out about her today? Now, now, take everything out of the equation. Take out that she's a liberal Democrat hack. She's a mouthpiece for the Democrats. She's a mouthpiece for all the lying bullshit administration. Personally, I think she is a very, very good-looking lady. Personally, how old do you think she is? Thirty-eight. She's forty-eight years old. Really, I was ten years off. Forty-eight years old. Well, black people always look younger. Well, she's nice. She's (laughs) she's nice-looking, as far as I'm
0: concerned. Eh, Nah, there's something with like the Jew fro. Nah, it's on a on a
1: black woman. It's just not my thing. I don't know. I think she looks nice. Nah, but anyways, uh she's just full of shit. But I mean, I think she is frustrated. (laughs) Like, like she's at the point where like, okay, I really can't cover for this bullshit anymore. I really can't. It's all controlled. You know? So, and then when they ask Biden anything, he is visibly showing frustration now. And you know, just like the stupid thing where he, he invites Hunter to go to this big dinner where Merrick Garland, the head of the FBI is there. And it's like, why are these two even talking to each other? He's under he, he's in a he's making a deal with the Department of Justice now. He shouldn't be even having contact with the head of the FBI. I mean that's that's just not appropriate. That's what the FBI is there for, though. It's like the
0: CIA and FBI are there to like basically gather intelligence, intelligence and pull off fucking weird shit to help out elites. Well, that, well, to cle- kill JFK. Well, clearly you can see that that's what's happening. To fucking put out propaganda for us to lap up.
1: Yeah, but the point is, the point is, is I think maybe things are going to just start to happen. Maybe you know, it's just that little, you know how when your roof leaks, it leaks a little bit of water at first, and then, you know, a ways down the road, then you drive by and then the house has a big hole in the roof. Because eventually the roof couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking that's hopefully what's going on. But it's we're halfway through 2023 right now. Mm. So, you know, I mean, there's going to be an election next year. And a lot can happen between now and then. And But what is going to happen? Is Biden going to make it to the next election? Is he even going to be president? I mean, Everybody talks about all the evidence they have. Evidence, evidence. Just like this Mike Gill character. And nothing happens. And he has got all this evidence that would bring down the people that run the state of New Hampshire. And he has had it a long time. And and personally, my view is the guy's legit. I really do. I really think he's legit. I think his information is legit. He's made every podcast appearance he could possibly make to get that out there. Now, supposedly... Trump has got that information and he's going to use it against the Democrats. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, But it's like, I think like what you say, it's a black pill moment for a lot of us because we want to be optimistic that things are going to go back and we need to save the Republic, right? We really need to save the Republic and we're coming up on July 4th. So it's even more. So you're even feeling more patriotic. At least I do. And, I mean, my patriotism doesn't waver, but what I'm saying is, all this shit has been happening since Biden took took office, and and we see nothing going on. Mm. You remember the whole hubbub when Mike Lindell, the Pillow Guy, and Sidney Powell and uh, the Kraken and my and uh, family, who was family. the other guy? The other lawyer for Trump, or, or wasn't really for Trump? Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone. Oh, we've got loads of loads of evidence, and we got this. And Mike Landell did that great big uh, telethon where he showed how all the voting was stolen and how it went on the server in Germany. And the guy's probably hundred percent correct. Uh-huh. And then, and then you see all the shit that's going on with this election in Arizona. And new news is coming out every day about how there's voter indiscretions there. Okay, so why isn't anything being done? Because they freaking drag it out for as long as they possibly can till they get up to when the election is. And then and then wh- whoever, they're just going to pardon Biden anyway. Right. And, and who says, you know, if, if Hunter goes to jail, which he's not going to, but if he ever got charges, all, all his father's going to do is pardon him. Mm. Because, you know, that's the last thing that presidents do before they leave office. They pardon anybody and everybody they want to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's been murderers pardoned, rapists. I mean, high crimes. People been pardoned by presidents.
0: It's just like also. Uh,
1: but I mean, so no matter what happens, Buckley, it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. Nothing's gonna fucking happen. Well, right. And if people even remember
0: too, do you know what I mean? It's like people forget so it, fast. And yeah, well, but that's also like has to do with like the paradigm shift that we talk about. There's always paradigm shifts. Like whenever something, and I've said this a hundred, not a hundred thousand times, but a lot. <laughs> Whenever you see something being forced in your face, like the submarine going down, it's like, well, what the fuck's really going on? Like, why is this all of a sudden in my face? It's a paradigm shift. They put stuff out there for you to be distracted and focused on. We know that. So, well, what else is that doing? It's creating people to have a very, very short attention span, like TikTok or like scrolling. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like the same fucking thing. When you're scrolling on your phone and you're like, can't even watch a three minute, two minute, one minute video before you're on the next one. You watch five seconds, you scroll, and then you flip, and then you flip, and you okay, flip. so it's like the paradigm shifts. It's creating a short attention span, and then, in likeliness, you forget what the fuck you just watched. Say you watched a two minute video or half that video, and it was kind of interesting, but then you're on to the next one, and then it's a new, and it's a new topic being presented. Do you remember that first topic? The the first video we watched, maybe it's, you did. But then you're four videos down, five videos, six videos, do you even remember? You know what that that's like? Seventh video
1: you watched. It just dawned on me. They're pre-programming us with a type of Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's a so, Yeah, so so that we're we're pre-programming us <laughs> to forget something we learned just 5 minutes ago. Well,
0: that's what they do in the with the paradigm shifts in the mainstream narratives in the news and all that. It's like new thing. New thing. New thing, all the time. You see it all the time. It's everyone, right everyone micro, everyone hyper focuses on it. But I guess like we talk about getting out of the system all the time, um, and it's easier said than done, obviously. But another thing that you were brought up was like the echo chamber stuff, like. That's also another hard thing to get out of because it's like, well, we're talking about thought. Like a lot of the echo chamber comes from opinions, which is usually formulated through thought, which is usually formulated through like experience or conversation or or, and and stuff like that. So how do you get out of that? If we're all through a lot of well, from what I think of things that I've learned about is the collective consciousness. In a way, our consciousness, the hive mind, we're all connected sort of through a level of consciousness or energy that's sort of apparent but also not really apparent. So the other side of this is like, are your thoughts really your own? Like, do you actually have original thought? I don't necessarily think you do because most thoughts, you see it in art all the time, it comes from somewhere, right? Your thoughts come from other people's thoughts or other things that you've witnessed. Or oh, right? were spoon-fed to you. Right. So it's like, besides just getting out of the system, like physically and financially or whatever, how do you get out of the system consciously? How do you get out of the system, like, mindfully? Because opinions and thoughts and ideas come from somewhere else, right? You don't really have original thought, or do you? Is your thoughts, your beliefs what you actually believe or are you getting that from somewhere else?
1: Can I give you an example?
0: Collective. Yeah. But collectively consciously, how do you know it's not just some idea that was given to people? So it will grow like a flame
1: and then take over. I mean, we see it all the time in media. Yeah, No, no. It's like your social media. It's like somebody puts a little chip in you, an SD card, This is what you're supposed to think. Don't think for yourself. All right, I did a post. I hardly ever post anything about the show on Facebook, right? So I posted the thing about the Idaho 4 show that I co-hosted with, and the title of the show was Did Coburger Do It, right? So I posted it, you know, just show information on Facebook. And a friend of mine's sister, you know, because the name of the show is Did Coburger Do It, she types in, he did it. And I'm like, So, I I, I like, so, okay, I don't know how much you know about this case. You probably haven't researched it as much as I have in the last three weeks. Probably not even close to that. Right. There's a lot of questions tied to this case. There's a lot of high strangeness, a lot, just a lot of questions, right? But she comes out and said, oh, he did it. And that's because the fucking news told you he did it not your own thoughts on it, not your own based on your own research and your own critical thinking, thinking, man, that just doesn't add up. That's why I said, listen to the show. (laughs) Don't tell me he fucking did it. If you haven't listened to the show, we're working on a part two for that. By the way, we're going to be recording the end of the week and I'm not sure when it's going to be out. However, however, that's just an example. And this is why I don't like to post shit on Facebook. Facebook people, Facebook is worse. Facebook is the absolute worst, right? At least if you post something on Instagram, everybody said, like, "Well, it still matter." It doesn't matter. It's a different crowd on Instagram. Yeah, people joke around more. It's a different crowd I on feel Instagram. Like. Yeah, and and it's like, okay, so you've already made your decision on this. So good thing you're not a juror in this case, and you're not even taking any of the evidence that we're presenting in this episode. It's not even evidence; just questions. And you're already coming up with your predetermined from the news decision on this case, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And it just fucking irritates me that people, and this is the part that makes me upset. Like one of our friends, I'm not going to mention his name, very close guy with us. He's one of our podcast Kennys, as we call him, uh, fellow podcaster, going through a rough time mentally, with the same thoughts that I've been having. And that's why I've been trying to talk to him about that. And you know, he's just totally blackpilled right now. He's like, why am I even bothering? Right. Mm. To the point where he's going to, he's going to take a break from his show. And I said, don't do that. Right? Maybe take a break, but don't stop your show. It's a really good show. Breaks are good. Breaks are good. But what Everyone I'm saying is them. I understand 100% what this guy's going through. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent because of people like this on Facebook, that are like okay, I am trying to give you an alternate view based on actual evidence, and you don't you don't even want to hear it. You yeah, ju- you just, just fucking say, "Oh, he did it." Okay, yeah. Well, just goes like goes Joe Biden to- got eighty one million votes. Oh no, he got eighty one million votes.
0: Well, that goes back to my, my like like don't question. fucking
1: don't fucking critically think about it. Well, it's like
0: do, where does anybody actually have original thought? No, and where. And if no, then well, where are your thoughts coming from? And if yes, well, then where
1: are those thoughts coming from? So it's essentially everything's a fucking ec- ec- echo chamber. Well, I think, well, an echo chamber is that we're all talking about the same thing we all agree with each other, right? So that's another another term of preaching to the choir, right? Right. But it's like, you know, outside of that, once you get outside of that echo chamber, it's still an echo chamber. Well, yeah, you're in a right. sense, it you're might right.
0: just be a smaller percentage of people that agree or believe it or, or say it, but still an echo chamber because, well, your, your ideas aren't your own original ideas. Are they? No, they're not. Mine aren't either.
1: Well, I think it makes sense to critically think about something because, because like in that episode, I asked uh, JJ Vance was the guy we were interviewing who has studied this case like big time. And, uh, and (laughs) I had questions. He's like, Oh my God, Ron! That's that's a better question than what the investigators are asking. You know, simple questions. Just my thought process. Okay, well, could it have been X Y Z instead of what they're saying A B C? Right. These are the things you got to think about, and this is why I kind of like doing some of this. And I don't know if you want to call it true crime, but you know, covering some of these weird cases that are going on that are still not really resolved there's a bunch in new hampshire oh my god and we're gonna get into one here in a couple minutes i looked into a, a few yeah so so anyways it's like this is real life shit like this isn't conspiracy theory stuff this is like stuff that's really going on and something i asked buckley he was just in austin uh and i don't know about much about this so we're not going to get into it but just a question I said, Buckley, when you were in Austin, did you hear anything about the possible serial killer that's running around Austin, Texas? And you're like, what? Mm, no. Yeah, no didn't hear a peep. Yeah, well, they just found another body yesterday. Damn. Yes. Where was it? In the river.
0: Which river? Colorado?
1: No, the river that runs right through Austin. What's the name of it? I forget. Oh, my God, you were just <laughs> there. Anyways, I am saying take notes, Ron. Jeez. So, So, but we have the questions here with the rivers in New Hampshire... Bodies floating down the Connecticut River, which is a big river. Bodies floating down a fucking like, Merrimack River, which, again, a big river. And it's like, okay, where are all these bodies coming from, right? And then just like the theory of the Idaho Four was that maybe this Brian Koberger didn't do it. Maybe he was part of it. Maybe he didn't act alone. But even Anonymous Sean had this theory that there was actually a group of people that travel around the country it just fucking kill people. I think it might be Garth Brooks. Oh, my God. <laughs> he got himself into some trouble. Uh, so, yeah. Well, before we get too deep into the subject I wanted to talk about, what did you have
0: for uh, New Hampshire stuff? Nothing too crazy. There's just a lot of cold cases. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, which I didn't really know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of cold cases everywhere, right? But, like, you don't typically hear about them in new hampshire i guess like it's not like a known thing
1: did you know that the state actually publishes all that stuff and they for the public and they ask the public for their input on these cases yeah i mean i'm sure because yeah on the state police site well i mean imagine
0: just going to a crime like do you remember did you ever know about that like music nightclub that was down in concord which one I don't know. There was a famous one. It was uh, really popular.
1: Take five. Take five. That's what it was. See, I knew which one you were talking about. Yeah, and it was like in the 70s, but like... Because like, I, I threw somebody down the stairs there. Were
0: Nobody. you... You the Was it David Bradley? Braley? The guy that got killed there? You were the one that killed him? No. No, this guy got up and walked away after he'd come to. Oh, okay. So it wasn't you. Damn it, I thought I just solved it. No, it's just like weird shit like that. Like A guy going to a nightclub and then... Getting like dumped in the river, and no one in the entire nightclub knows what happened. But he obviously, through an autopsy, had multiple contusions all over his body. Shit like that. There was another one where there was like, you know, two, these two black people in Blain- Plainsfield, New Hampshire, were, you know, super nice, townly folk, would bake cookies and just give them out to people randomly, uh, just ended up being stabbed to death and then thrown in their house, and their house lit on fire. Um, no solve, never solved anything like that. Just weird shit like that. And there's other ones, but it just kind of like, it makes you makes you wonder. First of all, it makes you wonder, like, well, why why can't these cops solve shit?
1: Second of all, it makes you wonder, people really just fucking kill. Well, here's, here's something <laughs> about the take five thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember that story. I don't remember it very vividly. I mean, obviously now I'm going to want to look into it, but... Uh, well, it's right. Yeah, it's right in Concord. A lot of off-duty cops were bouncers in these places. Ooh. And I'm not saying that's the case at Take Five, because a friend of mine was actually a bouncer there. But I do know that they used to get into trouble on occasion for the bouncers being a little overzealous.
0: Mm. A little too much torque in that. So punch.
1: I can tell you that that place was a rough place. Really? Yes. Uh, I thought it was like a bustling nightclub. It was. No, it was. But it was also had the reputation. Okay, who, who's going to get into a fight at the take five? Actually, the nickname was they used to call it to take take a dive. They used to call it take a dive. That was the nickname. Really? For the club. Yeah. And it was uh, right on the corner of Manchester Street and Garvin's Falls Road. And it was a two-story building, and the nightclub was on the top floor.
0: Sounds yeah. fun. They should remake that club. It was maybe fun. A little less, maybe a little less trashy and rugged.
1: Well, it was a fun club. I'm not gonna lie. Not like Roadhouse. More oh, like it wasn't a, like that. Yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> really? But well, you got to remember, you're talking, you know, 80s and 90s when that place was really in its prime. Well, this murder happened in the 70s. Well, it, well, it was probably late seventies then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so interesting. Actually, you we'll went, have to look into it.
0: You actually went to that nightclub. I used to go there all the time. So what kind was it like? What kind of music they have? Oh, rock
1: and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll, and like dance music. Yeah, dance music. Was that like disco in your time? Or uh, don't ever remember there being disco playing there. But it was always a place that all the chicks like to go there to dance. And everybody liked to go there, too, because you could get... There was coke everywhere there. Cocaine? Yeah, you could just... Everywhere. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> so, like my kind of place. Let's so, go. <laughs> so it was like the conquered version of uh, Studio 54. Is that what it was called? <laughs> Studio 54? Is nice. that right?
0: So it was just like... In a, New York City? It was just like a coke den. That's
1: where anybody that was anybody went to this place to party. Uh, it was always crazy, always loud, just fucking people everywhere. Naked people running around. I remember one time... My brother and his wife went with us and another friend of mine who's very protective was with us and somebody just accidentally bumped into my sister-in-law and she spilled her drink and I thought that guy was going to get his ass beat, but I had to kind of step in and say, okay, it was an accident. It wasn't a big deal. Deescalated Cause the situation. My, I had to deescalate it because my friend was going to kick his ass. Mm. It's like, okay, it's not a big deal, but this is, this is like the mentality of, of things have to take five. <laughs> it was fucking crazy So
0: essentially roadhouse
1: it was pretty crazy not but gonna with lie. a shit ton of cocaine everywhere <laughs> and rock and roll baby yeah yeah fun place fun uh place. obviously there was cops there all the time out in the parking lot Not oh, fuck that there shit. was always cops here yeah but yeah there's a lot of unsolved cases uh in new hampshire you know they had that one cold case that had to do with bamberg State Park. Where they found the bodies in the 55-gallon drums. The serial killer. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's technically a serial killer, but he had killed this family that he had ties to. And I think actually one of the kids that they found was actually one of his kids. Uh, But that was a cold case for the longest time, and they ended up breaking that case uh, not too long ago, like maybe a year or so ago, maybe two years ago now. Mm. Are you familiar with that one when they found the bodies in the 55-gallon drums? Bear Brook?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like a that's like probably the most I would say most famous murder in New Hampshire or weird shit. Well, that I know of. Yeah.
1: Well, well those Because
0: if someone says Bear Brook, you're like, "Oh, Bear Brook murders. Fucking yeah. pulling chicks up in barrels in the swamp or something."
1: Yeah. Well, one chick and a uh, like a rest of her kids. But yeah. but anyways, yeah, they identify I think there was two bodies that they still get to identify. Didn't they figure
0: out who it was after yeah, a while? Yeah,
1: they did through the uh, use of the... Uh, it's like uh, some
0: new technology. Ancestry.com
1: or 23andMe yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were able to get use DNA evidence based on a relative, and that's how they were able to get the hit, the DNA hit.
0: But it wasn't until like 10 years later. Oh, no, it was
1: way longer than that. It was oh, like was 20, it? 25 years, yeah. Yeah, because
0: the, the tech like didn't uh, exist Right at the time at the time when the murders yeah. are happened so it was yeah. like yeah advancement
1: yeah and then uh, you know of course that there, there was the theory that there was a serial killer up near uh, up near Dartmouth College where uh, people were getting killed and thrown into the Connecticut River mm. uh, we talked about that in a very very early episode. We didn't get into it too deep, but that's something to look into. But the one of all the bodies floating in the Merrimack River, I mean, there's probably been five in the last year or so. There's a lot of bodies that turn up
0: in the Merrimack River. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So so you know what we should do? Uh, I want to start getting into some more of that cold case stuff because I, that stuff really interests me.
0: We should probably see if the bodies correlate with Garth, Garth Brooks tour dates because that's like a
1: all right, so what is this? I thought you were joking on this Goth Brooks thing.
0: Now it's just a, it's like a joke that's going around the interwebs. The
1: co- <laughs> I'm surprised you
0: haven't seen this because it's going around.
1: No, the only thing I heard about Goth Brooks is that he was pushing to Bud Light and he got booed off the stage somewhere. recently.
0: So Tom Segura, the comedian, apparently had said something, <laughs> something in reference to. Garth Brooks, there's a lot of people that, like, go missing around the time that Garth Brooks tours. Really? uh, Like, in their city or or whatever. There's a correlation. Um, So now there's, like, this whole internet thing with whenever Garth Brooks has a post or someone posts something about Garth Brooks, people are commenting, where's the body?"
1: (laughs) Really?
0: And then people, I guess, are like going to his concerts and like holding up signs that say, like, where are the bodies and shit. So it's like a thing. I don't really, that's my gist of it. It sounds fucking hilarious. I don't really know the whole extent of like what it's going on, but something like to that scale. And so it's just funny. But now there's like a feud between, well, not really a feud, but it's basically just Garth Brooks is like fucking pissed at Tom Segura. It's hilarious. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Do nothing about it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, Goth Brooks is supposed to be this goody two shoe, right? And I mean, I've always been a fan of his work and and I love his wife. He's married to Trisha Yearwood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm just
0: interested to see if there's like anything deeper into it. I guess we'll have to look into it. Or any deeper conspiracy theories. Like, is it being said to spark some sort of
1: inquiring? Remember when he did that whole... About old Garth. He did this thing, Chris Gaines. He, like, he was trying to do this. He changed his persona, and he put out this music under Chris Gaines, and he had all this faggy look. He looked like a fag. And fucking, Whoa, Ron! The way his hair... Kind of like, Kind of like how you do your hair sometimes. I can't like, believe like you said your, that word. I like, saw your computer screen when you turned the
0: computer on. And it was all pride, rainbow flags on your on your screensavers, and now you're using the F word.
1: And that was micro and here it is right here. That's Microsoft, like their screensaver that changes every day that pops up. And I didn't I didn't even pay any attention to Disgusting. it. Disgusting.
0: Bill Gates gotcha.
1: So 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 Buckley goes, Run, run, run. What's all this pride stuff on your computer? I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't No, that's how little I pay attention. It's pretty funny. But you were saying, uh, faggy hair, like Yeah, so when he did all this music, like he wasn't Garth Brooks, he was Chris Gaines. Ooh. And so there was some conspiracy theories tied into that, that this was part of his, some form of ritual thing, how he got famous was from, you know, being more than one person or something. I don't know, something stupid like that. I don't
0: ever listen to Garth Brooks. Uh...
1: He's country, right? I'm a lot older than you, and when I was younger, he was the shit. Is he good country, or yeah. is he, like, shitty country? No, it's... Because there's good country, and there's shitty country. No, Brooks's country was good. I'm not going to say it wasn't. It was good. Still is. I'm on a a
0: Tyler Childer kick. Not familiar. Been going deep on him. He's, I would say, he's got bluegrass elements, but he's mostly, like, country western So, like, Chris Stapleton?
1: You mean, like, the new country guy... The new retro country guys that sound old, like uh, Cody Jinx. I really like Cody Jinx.
0: No, I'm going to say he's like good country without the Bud Light and high school football bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like
1: Sturgill Simpson, those type of guys.
0: It's like acoustic guitar with a backup band, you know, country-western style. What's his name? Tyler Childer, and he... But has very bluegrassy kind of elements. Like there's some stuff that sounds like bluegrassy, but most of it sounds country. Really okay. good voice, really good songwriter. Um so I don't know. I've just been on a kick of that. And it's kind of making me get the itch to
1: start playing again a little bit. <laughs> start writing some songs. You know, you really I've been encouraging you to get back into your music for quite a while now. You can't say I haven't. I gave it up a long time ago, Ron. I know, but I listened to some of your stuff on SoundCloud. That's a actually. Sh- shadow of my former self. Right. But doesn't mean you can't get back into it. Didn't you get a nice strat for, your, for Christmas? I've given up on my hopes and dreams, Ron. Don't ever give up on hopes and dreams. I'm
0: dying slowly.
1: You're only 33. How old are you? 45. Oh, you're the Masonic 33. I look pretty Are good. Are you 33 or 34? I'm
0: 33. Yeah, you're 33. So, you know what's weird is uh, my daughter's three. I'm 33. And my gal is going to be 33 in August. Demonic. This is going to be 33333. 3, 3, 3, 3. If there's anyone who listens to this show that's into numerology, please send Ron an email about what this means.
1: Oh, I'll have I'll have. Will uh, I be rich? I'll have uh, New York Patriot do it. G- oh, does he do that shit? Yeah. No, I'll, yeah, I'll have him. him. Oh no, he's got a guest that comes on a lot. Does Gematria. I'll I'll ask him. I'll send him some feet pics if he does. Oh Jesus, <clears throat> yeah, nice. So, anyways, yeah. So a lot of weird shit going on for sure. Yeah, this guy right here.
0: Yeah, Ron. I actually think you'd really like him. Uh, I'm gonna check him out. He's pretty popular. I tried to. He's coming to not New Hampshire, but he's coming to Boston. He's sold out. All his shows are sold okay, see, out. Okay, so so, annoying as fuck.
1: So here's here's the genre he's in. Like I said, Sturgill Simpson. Okay. Coulter Wall. I'm not familiar with him, but he's Canadian. He's got a real deep voice. Cody Jenks, who I absolutely love his stuff. Don't know. John old John Prine, of course, 'cause he's gone, but he's he Chinese? In, no. And uh Chris Stapleton. Yeah, yeah, I love all that shit. Yeah. And I did tell Buckley tonight that I was inspired a little bit today that I think I'm gonna start. Playing the banjo
0: again. Well, you know our buddy Mikey G. Shout out to Mikey G. Don't you? I haven't he, you been playing? Uh, not recently. I swear to God, every night when I leave here and, oh, it's, and it's dark, you hear, the I, banjos? I hear banjos out in the woods. Is that not you? No. Oh.
1: But so Mikey G., who works down at Strings and Things, <laughs> another place I like to go for music stuff. Mikey G. Phenomenal guitar player, entertainer, and. Uh, So, anyway, shout out to you, Mikey. He took my banjo to work with him one day, Mm -hmm. and he cleaned it all up, and he restrung it and everything, and he dropped it off for me. So I'm going to start playing, because I could pick on the banjo pretty good there at one time.
0: You know, Mikey G, he, uh, because I've been going to Strings of Things forever. Oh, yeah, been around forever. Not as long as you, but since I was very young. And uh, one of his things that he always says, you'd buy (laughs) You'd like purchase an instrument or strings Or picks, whatever, amp He'd always say Go forth and be famous
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm just like, alright
0: Maybe, maybe yeah.
1: not, hopefully not Yeah, anyways, so I think Cause Buckley uh, He was noodling on the guitar tonight A little bit while he was waiting for me Cause we had a dilemma here at the haunted garage. Some redneck. Yeah. Anyways. Just revving up a truck. Yeah. I go out there. I said, for buddy. Like 45 minutes. I said, buddy, what are you doing? Oh, my truck was running a little rough. I said, buddy, we're trying to record and all I can hear is this fucking thing fucking running.
0: Fucking out, Nina, bud. I got a fucking, fucking break yeah, some get, fucking fuel jet. Get it running
1: and get it out of here. So <laughs> so anyway, so he did that. Yeah. But anyways, so but I want to get back into playing because I used to play all the time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from a family in Kentucky that they're all, they all play, they all play music. Appalachia bluegrass. And, uh, and I just naturally have gravitated to the banjo for whatever reason. It's a nice instrument. Yeah. So I'm going to, I've got a couple of them, uh, but this one's all, I just need to tune it and, uh, and I want to get back into it. Start and plucking away. We want to, yeah, yeah. And I used to, I used to be able to do the rolls the the reverse rolls mm-hmm. and and all like that. The finger picking and the stuff. hammer claw. Well, that's easy. Everybody can do that. Can they? Well, they call that the bear claw. Oh, the bear claw. The bear Sorry. claw. Just you strum it. Yeah. Well, no, which no, which no. sounds good, too. The bear claw is a, it's like a pick. A, it's a pick flick. Well, the bear claw, when I do bear claw, I just use my fingers. I just go. I just strum down on my fingers. You don't strum it like a guitar. You strum with your fingers. Like, all together at the same time. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways, we're getting off topic. What were we talking about? Anyways, we want to get back into music, because I wouldn't mind getting together with Mr. Buckley here, who can play almost any instrument there is. Nah. Well, you don't give yourself enough credit. I played the bagpipes for a year. Seriously? Yeah, and I took uh,
0: bagpipe lessons from one of the Queen of England's ex-pipers. Really? Yeah. For one year, about. I could play them. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like I, I, I just like was like playing. I think I think
1: bagpipes sound good, but sometimes
0: oh, they're annoying. I love bagpipes. They're they sound so great. They're like one of my favorite sounding instruments. They're really fucking obnoxious to play though, because when you're practicing the bagpipes, it's like you got to practice them inside. No, you have to like go in the middle of a field during a sunset and fucking play or practice or whatever. Great instrument. The Queen's Piper was fucking. Really
1: good. Really good guy. All right. So. Let's, oh, sorry. Let's move on. Okay, let's uh, get out of here. We're going we're gonna to keep you posted on the music stuff. Buckley and I have been talking. We want to do some different music for the show. Not that I want to change the intro because everybody loves the intro, but we might do something for like intermission music or something. Some ambiance. And and believe it or not, I can sing like old Appalachian style.
0: Yep. Now i down in the door now, well, I'm slapping this barrel and a jug of plane on, better on
1: my Better than that. I thought that was pretty good. I was born in Appalachia. barrel, apple tobacco juice. Okay, I'm going to edit that part out. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. No? So uh, speaking of weird cases, not weird cases, but just cases that just barely coming back in the news, but really has been bothering me for like the last couple of years. And I used to tell my wife, man, I don't, I just feel like that little girl is gone. I don't think she's around but we're talking about the Harmony Montgomery case in New Hampshire which is big it finally it hit national news about this little 5 year old girl that got lost by the system and apparently her dad killed her did you look into that at all somewhat yeah it's just really it did no but i mean if you got into the whole case and everything like that it's a
0: perfect not, not as deep as you but it's
1: I'm- a perfect example of how they call it Child Protective Services in other states. In New Hampshire, it's called DCYF. Yeah. Uh, so it's a different thing. I had to deal with them for over a year when I was in the process of getting custody of uh, Little they're, G. They're fucking terrible. They'll, they dropped the, Let's just say they dropped the ball on this case for they're, sure. They're fucking terrible. But it was a combination of New Hampshire DCYF and Massachusetts Child Protective Services where this girl just dropped off the grid and they actually awarded custody of her to her biological dad, who had a rap sheet, been in prison multiple times, and it's like, why would you? Why would you let this girl go live with her dad when he's fucking a risk? Uh. You know, I mean, even the, even Governor Sanunu wrote a letter to the uh, the head of, or maybe the governor, of mass or the head of their child protective services, and said, "What were you thinking?" You know what one of the theories is? The judge that awarded custody to her dad, he was going to be retiring in a couple of months and he was trying to get everything off his plate. So he just fucking stamped it and called it, which is ridiculous because the little girl ended up dead. You know, so, so, you know, we we hear about the stuff on the news. I'll give you a quick, just a quick rundown uh, because this is just like a little intro into this case. I've got a couple of YouTubers that I've reached out to to try to get them on the show to talk, and they're into it really deep. And we, we wouldn't have enough time if we had four hours to discuss all the all the moving parts of this case. Uh, her body has not been found. We, we do know that, that we don't know where she is. Rumor is, is he drove down to Boston and threw her off the Tobin Bridge. That's the number one theory right there. Uh, and Tobin Bridge is a famous bridge in Boston. So, anyways, so her th- this little girl is in custody of her dad and her stepmom. Right, they're living in this squalid house. They got evicted. They they were squatting. They had no power. The house was full of trash. Had a generator running the fridge, I guess, and maybe the stove. I don't know. And anyway, so they got evicted. The cops threw them out. So they ended up living in a car. And this was right around Thanksgiving. In 2019 was the last time anybody saw Little Harmony. And right after that, she disappeared. And it took two years, two years before anything, like the state of New Hampshire did anything about it, right? Even multiple people had written to the state, multiple people had called the state. Uh, Her actual biological mom, who was... uh, trying to get clean at the time because her biological mom and her dad were both drug addicts. Right. Mm. So she didn't have custody of her. Uh, You know, I'm thinking Harmony was taken out of the home, kind of like little G was, and they were going to put her in foster care. So they put Monk, uh, Harmony in foster care. Right. So then eventually she comes back with her dad. Well, she, her, well, her mom is like, well, I haven't seen her, you know, My ex-husband's telling everybody that I have her. I don't have her. I haven't seen her. The last time she talked to her was on a FaceTime call uh, back in 2019. And nothing was done until last year. That's when this became big news was in 2022. So it was a couple of years that nobody's even seen this kid, right? But here's a little background on the father. The father's a junkie, right? You know, call it what it is. I mean, it's so New Hampshire. You know, he was living in New Hampshire and in Massachusetts, ground zero for opiate addictions, right? Big time. Even the president said that. Even everybody in the news has said that. One case, he goes to do a he goes to buy heroin off of some dude down in Massachusetts, right? And instead of paying the guy, what's he do? He pulls the gun out, shoots the guy right in the face. The guy doesn't die, so Jesus, he consec, yeah, meant to kill him shot him in the face I guess it went through his cheek and out out the bottom of his jawbone or something anyways didn't kill him Damn. he ends he ends up going to jail for that but he gets out early like like this guy was reminds me of my brother John who would get into trouble all the time and and never have to like do jail time although he did do jail time eventually but it's like this guy kept getting off and getting off and, and the system was just letting him go and, and I guess an argument can be made like if the system worked properly, he wouldn't even have been out of jail. Therefore, he would not have had custody of Little Harmony. And Little Harmony might have still been with us today. You know, the system fucking failed at so many different levels here. So so that's just one case, right? He gets out of jail for that. Him and his brothers go to meet some guy in Massachusetts, presumably for a drug deal. And the guy they go to meet ends up shot at the scene and he dies. And they couldn't figure that, nobody, that's fucking still unsolved to this day. Like he's a prime suspect. His two brothers are prime suspects, but nothing's been done? Are you kidding me? They, they shot this guy in the chest. Now, allegedly, let's just say allegedly, we can't say that he did it, but this one person told his brother or whatever that he was going to meet this Adam Montgomery guy, and he ends up dead at the scene and these people take off and they're prime suspect, but nothing's done. I mean, isn't that a little bit, I mean, he should have been arrested for that.
0: You know what this stuff reminds me of what? the Manson stuff like Manson, like kept getting off and released. Oh yeah. Well, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's just kind of, but like in his case, it was like, because they wanted him released to do stuff.
1: Well, I think that was a hold together. That was MK ultra for sure.
0: But I'm just saying, it
1: it's just sounds similar. That's but all. anyway, yeah, but if the system worked, Buckley, on either of those occasions, he would have never got custody of Little Harmony. Sure. Right? right? <laughs> so as the story goes, you know, uh, just, you know, fast forward, like he did his time for the first shooting, didn't even get arrested for the murder of this other guy. You know, maybe he did it, maybe he didn't. All these oddities kind of tied into this case, and, and nobody's talking about it. You know, very few people, there's nothing on the news about it. They just talk about little Harmony and the stepmom and the real mom. You know, the real mom had a... Junkies probably, right? Well, they all were. Yeah. So the real mom actually had another little boy that got adopted by some news anchor from either Massachusetts or Connecticut or something like that. And he was like, oh, well, where's little Harmony? I'll adopt her too so she can be with her brother, you know, keep the siblings together. But anyway, so, so the last time Little Harmony was saw was uh, Thanksgiving weekend in 2019. And then she just, she was gone. Well, now Montgomery's wife, you know, they hauled her ass in for welfare fraud because the whole time that Harmony is missing, she's claiming her for her food stamps. So, so, they, so they had enough well, like welfare fraud to at least arrest her. So once they got her into custody, then they started to get her to turn on the dad. And this is when all this shit was coming out because she was part of it. Mm. But, but check this out. Now, keep in mind, this is this little girl. She's blind in one eye. She has to wear special glasses. Little cute little girl, beautiful little girl. And they're living in a freaking car, right? And apparently she kept having bathroom accidents. You know, the kid's probably stressed out. She's five years old. She's living in a car. She doesn't see her mom. Her dad's a fucking junkie. You know, who does this all sound like? Who does this sound like? <laughs> same shit I was dealing with. Yeah. And uh, so, so this is why I think this case means so much to me. Because although I know for a fact that my brother would have never done anything to hurt little G. Never. Would have never happened, I guarantee it. But it's kind of the same scenario, right? It's almost the same scenario. But... The fact that, you know, something happened to her in the state, didn't even check on her whereabouts for two years, like, like ah, oh, we don't give a shit where she is. You know, hey, when I got full custody, of when me and my wife got full custody of little G, the state goes, okay, we're going to close the book on this deal now. We don't ever, the whole time, oh, we're here for you. If you have any questions, we're here to help. We'll walk you through if you have any problems, you know, legal problems with her mom, which we never have. I mean, we've gone to court a few times, but it's all good uh her mom's doing well now so knock on wood let's keep that going and uh but but i'm saying as soon as we went to the court hearing where where we were uh given custody of her uh this okay we're gonna close the book now And my wife's like what are you talking about i thought you were gonna be here for us we gotta go oh no no we got no oh no no we're closing the book on this she's all yours now have a nice day okay so so little Harmony's in the back seat. She had a little bathroom accident. I guess probably Peter pants or something. And her dad freaks out, turns around, and literally beats her to death. And he, and he, of course, she didn't die right off, but he was saying to his wife, oh, man, I think I really hurt her this time. Because there was other times when people were reporting, calling DCYF and saying, calling the police and saying, hey, I just saw a little Harmony. She's got a black eye. Can you go check it out? So then they would go and they would listen to the story. Oh, she was playing with her sibling, you know, her stepbrother or whatever. And and he accidentally hit her in the eye with a Tonker truck or some bullshit story like that. Oh, okay, you're all set. And then they leave. It's like, it's like they don't care. You know, I mean, I don't like to talk bad about like state agencies, but they really dropped the ball on this one. So anyway, so we, so we ends up killing her. She ends up dying that night, apparently, according to the testimony of his wife. And... So, instead of taking her to get some form of maybe medical attention, you know, and say, hey, I freaked out, I beat her up, what's happening? You know, obviously, he would have went to jail for that, right? But, so to avoid all that, what's he do? I guess he, he he takes her, and they say deformed her body. They're not really saying how, because I guess they don't really know how, other than the testimony from his wife, that, they stuffed her in this duffel bag, like an under-armor duffel bag, like a gym bag. Yeah. And he fucking carried her around, put her in the trunk of his car for like a week, and then they moved into um, his his wife's mom's apartment, ha- put her in a fucking little red igloo cooler and put it out in the hallway. So he kept her on ice. My theory, because she was a tiny little thing, my theory is that he probably broke her legs and broke her arms. To get her to fit in there. It's getting
0: real dark, Ron.
1: Yeah, it's fucking sad, man. And it's like, when what, what I'm researching this story, I'm really getting upset because it's like, you know, you know how I am with protecting kids, right? Like big time. And yeah. and I get on this whole, you know, anti-pedophilia thing and everything like that. Well, there's a reason for that. You know, this shit shouldn't be happening. Leave the kids alone, right? So anyways, and then whatever. So they have to move from there, I guess, or whatever. They go into transitional housing somewhere. And he hid her body in a bag up in a ceiling tile. So when the investigators ended up coming and, you know, discovering what was going on, they removed that whole ceiling and sent it out for DNA evidence. So all of it's finally coming, coming together. But I think he's, he's been charged with her murder, but it hasn't gone to court, but they did arrest him on weapons charges so that they could keep him. You know what I mean? It's good. You can't let him go. Cause if he goes, he, he'll disappear. Right. Mm. And he was doing drugs, selling drugs, selling selling guns, buying guns on the black market, selling those to other fucking junkies or whatever. And it's like if this if the law did its job and went after some of these junkies that are pulling this kind of stuff, I mean we have a drug problem here. It's no no question about it, right? We definitely have a drug problem here. But I keep having these flashbacks of the shit that my brother used to pull. And that's even kind of like minor compared to what this guy, because my brother was doing all that. Mm. He was buying and selling drugs. He was he, selling stolen guns and stealing cars. And it's just insane, insane. And that's why I never let him see little G. I just couldn't fucking, I don't even want him around her. As I don't want her exposed to like any of that, right, ever. I don't want that kid to have that memory. And, uh, but this is exactly what this guy was doing like all the time. But at least he's locked up now. He's in jail, and I think he has been formally charged with her murder. Even though they don't have a body, they have enough evidence to back up the fact, plus the testimony of his now ex-wife. You know where else he hid her? He got a job at the Portland Pie Company restaurant down in Manchester, which is a pizza joint. He got a job there as a dishwasher. You know, he had her in a bag, and he would store her in their walking cooler at this restaurant. Is that insane, or is that insane? That's crazy. Yeah, that's why I just, I just wanted He's just
0: to walking around with a, this bag
1: carrying. And, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, well he uh, he would put the bag uh, like on a, in a snowbank too, and that was all to like slow down the de- 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 decomposition of her." And I mean, but dude, this went on for months he yeah. carried this little dead kid around for a month. Insanity. And man. then and then he rents a like a U-Haul van. And of course, I guess those have GPS on them from U-Haul. Yeah. So this is the theory that he threw her off the Tobin Bridge. Is that it might have been a Tobin it could have been a Zakim, I'm not sure. But anyways, you know, like when you're going down through, you know how when you go through Rvia before you you cross the bridge and then the bridge dumps out and you go into the tunnel. And you pop up in into the middle of Boston, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh yeah supposedly you know, one of those bridges he threw were off there because on the GPS on the van, they could see that the van went, and then it it turned around somehow he probably had to go through in Boston it's a nightmare to find a place to turn around, probably turned around and came back, and then I guess the van stopped on the bridge or something. I don't know, fucking bizarre. I guess he got home at like six o'clock that next morning and he and he and he said just one thing it's done. He said, it's done. So to me, that means he got rid of the body. Well, if he threw her in that, off that bridge, they ain't never going to find her now. But they have enough D, uh, uh, DNA evidence and uh, DNA evidence derived from, yeah, the ceiling tiles, the decomposition, some things like that. Do you remember on the news, so that when they went to this house that they used to live in, the house I think that they got evicted out of, Actually the owner fixed that all up and then he sold it to these new people, but the refrigerator was still there, like the appliances went with it. Do you remember last fall when the when the police went there and then they took the refrigerator out of the house? Do you remember that? Because I don't. He was storing the body in the fucking freezer of the refrigerator at their house. And could you imagine these new owners of this place? Now they gotta think and they were very cooperative with the investigation. Mm. But they had to think oh my God, there was a little dead body in our freezer. I don't know, to me, that just gives me the chills. Yeah, that this guy was so weird. fucking heartless. <laughs> that, number one, he could, he, it, it wasn't the first time he beat up on the little kid. I mean, wait till you see the pictures of this little girl. I mean, you, you wouldn't want anything to happen. I don't want to I have, wanna see the pictures. You wouldn't, no, 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 I there's no pictures of her after being killed. Obviously, I wouldn't post those if yeah, I but had Yeah, even before that. But I'm saying, she's such a cute little kid, and it's like the first thing you want to do, you just want to hold her and protect her mm. from those fucking monsters. And you know, and I don't mean to stereotype people, but when I drive around, even downtown, and you can see the people that drive in a piece of shit car, they got, they're wearing a hoodie, their head, they got fucking tattoos on their necks, and 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 they, they're skinheads, and the, and, they, and you see their old lady in the other seat in the fucking <laughs> car seats. I'm saying I'm not, I'm not trying to stereotype, but uh, you always see the car, It's got fucking temporary plates on it. Some garbage in the back. Yeah, and you're just thinking that. Oh my god, this this is more people. They could be doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's heart wrenching. Uh, even some of the videos I've watched of people that have done really super deep dives on this case are like I had to take a break from this story. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. Makes me feel gross and kind of sick.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I was what I was brushing up today. Uh, because I knew we weren't going to go super deep on it. We're going to, uh, we're working on getting the documents from the state because that's all public record now. Has Sean been looking into this? Uh, Sean and I have talked about it. Where is Sean? But more, Sean and I have been talking more about the Idaho 4 murders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like right when they happened. And also that girl that disappeared up in Truckee, California. That's something that Sean and I were going to work on. Sean's busy. I mean, he texted me the other day. He's super busy, but he's doing okay. Sean, come back to us. I was just hoping on a rainy day that he'd be able to sneak off and come in here and do an episode, but he's got a lot going on. Yeah, fair enough. But anyways, uh, Gabby Petito, that's uh, the one case. Gabby Petito, that's the one that her husband supposedly killed her up there in California, and then uh, he committed suicide down in the Everglades. But there was one more Kaylee something. God damn it, I can't remember. The one in Truckee, which we think was a uh, and maybe a cultish type of killing or whatever. Uh, him and I talked a lot about that. We're probably going to get into that story too. Uh, we, but we promise you we're going to go a little deeper on this Harmony Montgomery story. Uh, I want to get a timeline down. I kind of have that information, but we need to dedicate the whole episode, maybe a couple episodes to it because it is freaking mind boggling how much shit that this guy got away with and had the system worked none of this would have happened and then dcyf like nobody knew where this little girl was for two years how can you not like question that and i mean it's not like people weren't calling and saying listen i haven't seen her in a year i haven't seen her in six months He's telling everybody. Everybody's asking, "Oh, where's Little Harmony? Oh, he's with his uh, with her mom now." So then they go and talk to the mom, and the mom's like, "I haven't talked to her since the Facetime video around Thanksgiving." So okay, so nobody does no red flags there. And, and then and then one of the theories was that the the real mom's theory was, well, maybe he sold her. Maybe he sold her for drug money, which really. Could have been a possibility too, right? I mean anything's fucking possible. Because he had her and then he had two kids with this other wife that used to put Har- Harmony was in the little bag and she had this two had this stroller that held two kids and she would put the put the bag with little Harmony in it right between the two kids. And push the stroll. Okay, how fucked up is that? That's uber fucked. How fucked up can you be on drugs to do something like that and not even have a conscience about it? And here the thing is, she's turning state's witness, so they're not probably not going to charge her with anything. They're probably going to give her immunity. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. With Which, as far as I'm concerned, what's just, wrong with people? She's just as she's just as guilty as he is. What's wrong with you? But anyways, I promise we're going to go deeper on that. No better than Garth Brooks. That was a little 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 darkness for that you. Super dark. But yeah. hey. You got to go
0: to the motherfucking dark side once in a while. I remember you gotta, watching. You got to know about it. You yeah. got to know about this stuff. You got to know that this on. shit is happening. Yeah, and it's just better reason for you not to go crazy or be uber scared all the fucking time, but pay attention to your kids. If you have questions, ask them. <laughs> have, yeah, if you have questions, if you, I don't know, like don't just let your child roam aimlessly around,
1: I guess. Protect them. Yeah, you know, isn't that what it's all about right now? Like, I can't wait till that uh, Jim Caviezel movie comes out. I guess all the tickets, all the pre-tickets are all sold out. They're all sold out.
0: I mean, human trafficking is a huge issue. We talk about it. But, like, even at the border, like, look at that. It's disgusting. How many kids are going missing at the the border in the U.S.? Um, well,
1: do you see how many teenage girls from Texas have gone missing?
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it's all, crazy. all over, like, that, like that area, but like a specifically the Biden administration and the operations that they're conducting are allowing to be conducted. Did you know kids can come over and then they'll come over with like a ticket. And then when they're, uh, taken by the homeland, homeland security or border security or whatever, then they call the number on the ticket And say, oh, we have so-and-so. And And then someone comes and picks them up. Have you heard of this?
1: Yes. What the fuck is that? Yeah, random people or these church groups. What the fuck is that? And then once they pick them up, they just, okay, sign this. Okay, okay, see you later. What is that? That's like human trafficking. That's exactly what it is. But our tax dollars paying for human trafficking. Oh, yeah. Well, essentially. That's all going to come out. And that's all part of the darkness that kind of pills me a couple of days a week. Ah. Because you know this shit is going on, right? You know what's going on, yet absolutely nothing is being done about it other than, like, Mel Gibson, this four-part series, he's coming out with Jim Caviezel, he's coming out with this movie that's based on a true story. I don't, you know, I was having a discussion with your mom, Buckley's mom, and I sometimes, I mean, I love Deb, don't get me wrong, but sometimes we go back and forth at each other because she's like, I said, no, you need to check this thing out. Oh, I've checked it out. He's an actor turned conspiracy theorist that, uh, and they're doing this movie from what I've been reported as quite embellished.
0: RFK, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's it's such a, it's such a, uh, oh, it's just such a cop out. Cause it's like, it's like the same thing with like RFK and that Peter Hotez guy. Yeah. It's like Peter Hotez won't debate him because he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. It's such a way to get around actually having a discussion about anything. Or like looking at like real like good valid points or good valid data, which RFK has a bunch of. But this is why people
1: don't listen to us, Buckley, because we're conspiracy theorists. Well, I don't give a shit. But you know what I'm saying. I
0: I get what you're saying, but it's also like the thing with the human trafficking too, and like I'm the Jim Caviezel thing. I'm really looking forward to that. People think it's like oh, it's like underground, which it is in a sense uh it's underground like but it's, it's also it's right in front of your face. cartels, it's yeah. like organized crime. yeah, it, it is cartels and it is organized crime. but most of that is your government and your celebrities and all this shit. It's not like some re- wicked underground crime organization. it is that but also it's right in front of your face. It's your tax dollars are paying to help you know contribute in the human trafficking shit. It I, used to be in your face with the or orphan train shit that Matt T was talking about. Yeah, like it used to be in your face. It just had,
1: it had to go underground. So it's like, I don't know. It's a hard thing. For it's underground. underground, Buckley. But on the same, on the same, at the same time, it's not underground. Right. They're doing it right in front of you.
0: Right. And eventually, people are going to have to. Same with the vaccines. Same with Fauci. Same with human trafficking. Same with all the corruption in Ukraine, money laundering, all this shit. Eventually, people are going. They're going to have no choice to
1: like look at it. The cognitive dissonance has to go away, and people have to to have to look at it. Fucking admit the mass formation psychosis has to be overcome. It's and people are going to have to admit to themselves, like if they haven't already admitted to themselves that Biden is a fucking idiot. He's fucking destroying our country. Kamala, Kamala Harris, she shouldn't even be running a fucking convenience store, and she's vice president. They, they have to come to the realization that this guy is not doing a good job. I don't care what mainstream media is telling you everything's doing good. All these posts, uh, I'm going I'm going uh, like against all of Biden's posts. I got a bunch of stuff lined up for Instagram, so be looking forward to that. And they need to understand, they're going to wake up someday and say, you know what? But I was wrong. But you know what? They can't admit when they're wrong. We've had a whole discussion about that. People will not admit when they're wrong. Listen, you got fucking bamboozled. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that Trump hasn't bamboozled at least a portion of us. But, you know, that we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Joe Biden. Look at the shit that Hunter's done. I'm going to invest the 50 bucks with Marco Polo. Marco Polo is the investigative group of people. They're on Telegram and they're everywhere. They have a whole book, a whole catalog that you can buy. You can donate 50 bucks and I'll put that link in the show notes too, it gives you details of every single thing that was on Hunter's laptop. Damn. Did you know that he was boning his niece? Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big woof right there. dead brother's daughter.
0: That's a big woof. That'd be
1: the same thing as me going after little G. That right there just gives me the chills. Yeah. That is fucking disgusting. And all this shit he's getting away with, spend the money go get this book from marco polo it will open your eyes and i got that a friend of mine loaned me the book laptop from hell i need to read that looks like it's a pretty quick read too mm-hmm. but people are gonna have to start understanding okay what hunter by Biden, hunter biden's up to shit they just they just got him you know with this phone call he said i'm with my pop he's right here if that don't implicate his father i don't know what does unless he has a buddy named pop <laughs> or maybe he was talking about corn pop i mean i don't know but do you think people are ever going to sit down and realize that, that 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 this is a fucking crime organization that's running our country? The DOJ, the FBI, even elements of the Homeland Security. Well, I mean organized uh generational yeah. And I mean, crime. why do you think all this money's going to Ukraine? You know that Ukraine is the hub of
0: human trafficking? Yeah. Well it's all it's all these families that are like they have generational wealth. Yeah. It's generational organized crime, essentially. But I tell
1: you what, when you sell out your country for it, that's fucking treason and you need to be fucking hung for it.
0: Yeah. But- Actually what
1: you need is firing squad. Right. But like to Hitler them, style. but to them there there's
0: no borders. There, these people operate without borders. I mean, they have home bases and shit, but they move all around. And they're not they're not uh, their focus isn't you know America. I mean, that's a big focus of it, but it's the globe or the flat earth or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, that's what the focus is. No, it's so elements it's
1: elements of, of probably every country in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's run by the it's globe. run by the ultimate cabal. Yeah, you know it's just not the cart. It's not just the cartels. No, that's you know just it's a like they it. like they say, like uh, in that movie, the U.S.
0: government just a part of it, the Chinese government just a part of it, Mexican government just a part of it. Yep. So Their operating systems, they are put into power to make it look like they're in control, but then in reality, there's these people, these
1: generationally wealth wealthy families, they're actually in control. Like they were interviewing this cartel member uh, who was uh, he runs a gang that does all the human trafficking and the prostitution of the girls. He said, listen, back in the day, we could all make all our money on cocaine. And now, of course, they're making money on fentanyl, right? Oh, yeah. He said, we can sell a kilo of cocaine one time. I can sell this chick multiple times. Oh, yeah. So they're making more money with human trafficking. And this all comes down to the... Down to ball. This all comes down to the ball worship. This is fucking satanic devil worshiping shit. Moloch. They do not care. Ball. They do not care who they have to answer to when it's all said and done. Mm. I said we fucking take them out and send them, down, send them to the fucking pit. Send them down to their master. Let them fucking live in eternity in hell. I don't care because that's what they fucking deserve. They actually deserve worse than that, in my opinion. Yeah. But will they get it? No. Hopefully. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of people in this country that are starting to say, you know what? And I think after this Jim Caviezel movie comes out and this other thing from Mel Gibson, and and I'm concerned about the safety of both of these guys now, because anybody that was involved in anything with child trafficking is mysteriously, uh, you know, unalive themselves.
0: Especially if it's like, uh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a documentary.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like the simple question everybody says. It's becoming so cliche now. Ghislaine Maxwell is in jail. She trafficked people to possibly thousands of other people, clients. How come we don't have the client list? How come we don't know who's on the client list? We're never going to get that list because you know who it is It implicates all the people that you could not even possibly imagine you don't want to believe. Even I don't want to believe it. Just look at Epstein's flight logs. That just gives you a good indication there. But this goes bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Look at the people that are coming out against Hollywood now, finally, Right. Is it going to take an accumulation of all this stuff, the drip, 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 now all of a sudden it's a fucking tsunami? That's what needs to happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a tsunami. I just think it's going to be a constant drip, and it's just it's going to fill the pot, the pot's going to overflow. But where do we go from there, right? Remember I told you when I was a kid and I used to go into the stores and I would see on the wall they'd have all the missing children? Mm. And even when I was younger, I'm saying like 14, 15, I remember saying... When I get older, and I'm not making this up, I really said this. When I get older, if if I could do that for a living, I would spend the rest of my life looking for these children that are missing. I said that. Oh, God strike me dead if I'm lying. I said that. He's not dead. And and, and you know and now we have this venue and this platform that we can talk about it. Will it put us in danger? Who knows? But you know what? Number one thing. Don't mess with the kids. Leave the kids alone. Let kids be kids. And this is why my wife has been accusing me of spoiling little G. Oh, she didn't do her chores and you're and you're taking her to the store to get something to drink that she wants or whatever. No, my wife tries to be a hard ass but really she's not. So I'm just telling her, "Listen. <laughs> you got to have it, fun while okay, you're Okay, I alive. had a co- I had a conversation with our friend Jody today. Jody, Jody, I don't know, Jody. You know who I mean. So <laughs> so she was saying, maybe you do spoil her too much. Or say, oh, maybe, maybe. You, uh, no, she said something about, I I make it too comfortable for her to be inside. And she was right. But point is, I spoil her. Yeah. She's been through so much. She's been through four or five family members close to her fucking dying. And she's just been through a lot. And I'm going to try to make that kid's life as Fucking good as I possibly can. Does she piss me off? Oh, yeah, pretty much on a daily basis. But she's 12 going on 13. That's expected. But obviously, no harm is ever going to come to that kid. Not when she's around me. It's not going to happen. And and this is why when, when they asked me if I could take her, there wasn't even a question. It wasn't even like a pause. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is when I had to deal with DCYF during COVID. And of course, they were using COVID as an excuse. And I think they're using COVID as an excuse for not looking into uh harmony disappearing no problem right oh no oh covid oh Oh, covid i don't want to get covid oh sorry anyways anyway i'm starting to go on a rant but anyways that's just i'm passionate about it so it is what it is all right something needs to be done but anyways it's fucking hot in here on my tits are sweating off it got warm today we can turn the ac on as soon as we're done (laughs)
0: All right, Buckley, what do you got for closing words? My closing words are, as usual, kids need hugs, not drugs. Let them play with some
1: bugs, a couple slugs, you know? You see all the slugs around right now? (laughs) No, seriously. I saw, like, five of them this morning when I was walking the dogs. Yeah, well, when it's wet, slugs come out. No,
0: I don't know. Human trafficking stuff is just, I think you're going to have to face the light eventually and realize... How ingrained and integrated into mainstream society it is. People can't just live in, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky land anymore and just pretend like everything's great and dandy because that's not. Well, first of all, if you're doing that, that's not how life ever operates for anybody. So stop thinking like that. There's no absolute state of happiness. Just get that out of your mind. You're always gonna be like if you well first of all if you're not if you never experience any pain or sadness you're never gonna know what happiness is and vice versa. So get this whole id ideology idea of like
1: I'm not happy.
0: Well, yeah, but get the Join get the, the i the idea the ideology that uh, society is what they're telling you it is that it's. And, and that everything's fine, and blah, 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 and this and that. Because it's not. All this shit's going on. Kids are going missing. Kids are being sexually abused. Kids are being trafficked. Kids are being killed.
1: Yeah. All and the people,
0: elites, are making money off of it. And using your tax dollars and money to help propagate and propel this business. So, that being said... Number like, one business in the world, Buckley. Human trafficking. Yep. That being said...
1: Look the fuck out for your kids, always. Go home and hug your kids tonight. Tuck them in. Tell them a bedtime story. Give them a little noogie. (laughs) If I tried that with G, she'd say, what are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah, probably. Or she'd be like, I can read my own books,
0: bitch. (laughs) She's brutal. Anyway, Ron. All right, everybody. Listen, you got any information on it? Yeah. It's like a sweat lodge. I'm starting to see shit.
1: Okay, I apologize. We're bouncing around a little bit tonight. I wanted to give you an intro to Harmony Montgomery. We're going to get into it a little deeper. And uh, we hope you like kind of some of the true crime stuff that we want to do. I think we're going to give and some of the... changing Yeah. Oh, my God, that's cool. You know, we love to talk about conspiracies here. Human trafficking is not a conspiracy. It's really happening. If anybody has information about anything that you know or anything that you see off, let us know. You know where to find me. Instagram, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. Twitter, Ron from N.E., come join a telegram chat at the wicked planet podcast chat on telegram you can follow buckley at tristan.a.buckley also on instagram follow me on twitter at
0: flappy tits and big nips triple x 69
1: <laughs> davy wavy's going to be upset with you because he <laughs> sent us a little message saying don't change your handle because i already i already followed that page Anyways <laughs> Alright everybody uh, If you got anything you want to send us uh, You know where to email us The uh, Wicked Planet Podcast At gmail.com Do that So We're getting out of here It's super hot in the studio We're gonna put the AC on I'm starting to see shit Yeah Buckley's starting to Lose it a little bit But it's all good Okay so anyways Thanks for listening We'll see you next week Ron from New England Signing off Buckley <laughs>